Please listen carefully. Hi, I'm Paul Freels. And I'm Dave Guzman. And this is Practical Bass, where each week Dave and I pick a topic of interest to you, the working bass player, and we look at it from different angles and sort of dissect it and dive into the details and hopefully expose some knowledge and uh, drop some wisdom out there that will help you elevate your gigs and your gear to the next level. Uh, it's really easy to get in contact with us. Uh, if you're enjoying the podcast or you'd like to make a suggestion or a comment, give us some feedback. It's very easy. You can email us directly at podcast at practicalbase.com. You can also visit the website at practicalbase.com where you can find an archive of all of our past episodes. You can also f- give us feedback through our contact form on the website. We can also be found on Facebook, Instagram, Google Plus, Twitter, all of the socials. We are on all of the socials. I, I feel confident in saying, and uh, we're not hard to reach. So uh, just look for Practical Base, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. What are we going to talk about today, Dave? Ooh, today we're talking about how to make our practice space more practical practice space. Ooh, ooh I like it. I like it. A practical base practice space. Yeah. yeah that, gonna- was, that was remarkably poetic, actually. Now that I think about it, I'm going to write a poem about it. Uh, yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> oh, okay. I was just going to start. All right. Oh, were you, you're right. You were yeah. ready no, to no, go. No, I was going to go. You are going to freestyle on I it. I was going to free. Yeah. <laughs> Spoken word on practical. Uh, pra- see, I already messed it yeah, up. Never yeah, mind. Yeah. Be poets. We are not. Mm, but, but we can talk about practice space and how to make that like an enjoyable experience and something that's efficient and- yes very um just ways that we can kind of tweak what where we spend a lot of time yeah yeah i mean hopefully everybody out there is you know you're doing practice on your own uh you know we've talked about i think in the past if you go back to Mm -hmm. season one you know we talked about rehearsing and being a professional and hopefully people are using their practice space to practice right and then show up at rehearsal and you're good to go as opposed to going to rehearsal to learn the tunes right you want a practice space where you can actually become a better bass player. And then that way, when you show up to rehearsal, you're ready to go. Yeah. What's like, what's the first thing you think about when you think about an effective practice space? First, I start with like where you are, where you're spending your time, like really where your butt is. Like <laughs> what, what is like, no, it's, that's right. That's right. Being if if you're going to spend time there, right? If you're going to sit down for an hour to yeah. 30 whatever whatever that time is, like it should be comfortable and it should be like ergonomically correct. It should yep. feel right. Yes. Yes, I agree completely. Um do you have like how, what what is your seating like in your in your ideal practice space? Maybe that is the space that you're using. Yeah, I mean, and I've gone through a few different, you know, trial and error situations or whatever. But what works for me is like a nice, you know, I have basically like a no arm office. It's an office chair. Yeah, I don't know what like how to describe it, but it's like very comfortable, but very simple. Yeah, like a task chair, I think they call yeah. it. Yeah. Right? Like it's got a like rollers. Right. And then there's rollers under it. So, you know, I can 
kind of I have some mobility, right? Some like locomotive yeah. mobility. Yeah. And also it can raise pretty high. Like yeah. I made sure that it had like the height so yeah. I can I can set it to different height adjustments. Yep. Swivels nicely, easy to use. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like, you know, I'm in charge of my space. Yeah. And you know, you can get um, really decent office chairs. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, no one's saying like, you, you don't have to go drop like, you know, 800 or a thousand bucks on a, you yeah. know, one of those. What's, what's that brand? Of, you know, the kind of talking about, there's that brand of chair. It's like that super nice, the Aeron or whatever it right. is. Herman Miller. That's yeah. what it is. Nobody's saying that. Like you can go to warehouse club and, you know, you can drop 80 or a hundred dollars on a, Yep. On a really nice office chair there that'll last you years and years and years might might yep. fit the bill. Yeah, mine was definitely it was an online purchase and I picked I shopped for a while, yeah. but I got and it was brand new and I got it for seventy five dollars and it works. Yeah, that's perfect. Great. That's perfect. Um, I you know I can tell you the my so I have an you know I've got an office chair right. that I use in my office space and I'm you know I'm doing recording in there and sometimes it's my practice space but not as often because it's for a bunch of reasons that you know we're going to talk about yeah. ideals and you know it doesn't meet a bunch of those ideals but I often end up there and so right. because of that like I chose an office chair that had certain features so right. you know the rolling like you said yeah. height adjustable super important. And it also has arms that like flip up out of the way and holy right. moly, that has been the best thing to not try and like scooch my way into a chair where it's like the arms are sticking down and the base body is bumping into them and yeah. can't get comfortable. But also to get the arms is nice because like, let's face it, our practice space also tends to be kind of like an admin space. Yeah, like you may be working on the business of being a bass player at the same time. Yeah. So having a chair that you can both rehearse or practice in and can be a good office chair right. is pretty cool. Like I got mine at, at BJ's and it was yeah. just like, I don't remember exactly how much. I think I paid 150 bucks for it or something like that. Yeah. It's kind of mesh, which is nice, breathable, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Got these arms that flip up. And that was like a huge selling point for me. I was like, oh, right. this is great because it'll work for work and it'll work for base. But but I got to tell you, where your butt is planted right now in the Practical Base Studios oh. also has become like that has become one of my favorite places to put my butt right. as well. Oh. Which my butt sits there sometimes too. <laughs> Who would have thought? Um, and that is a a rock and sock drum throne, right? That I bought ostensibly for my son who plays drums, but I also like to use it as well. And it's yeah, height adjustable, but also like it's really well padded and really comfortable. Yeah, it's um, designed. Yeah, it's designed to like. It's designed to be sat on, like to be sat on for yep. a long time. Like yep. you're going to gonna have be that on comfort. this for hours while you play drums, or in my case, bass. Yeah, and there's something about these like. These thrones are definitely like it forces good posture. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can scrunch over on them if you want, but you're going to notice pretty quickly, as mm-hmm. opposed to you know a office chair where you kind of lean back and you have that support mm-hmm. behind you. Right. You know, you're going to get more comfortable on the drum throne by having good posture. I think. Yep. They, they do encourage that, so that's a good point. Yeah. And do you do you always sit when you practice? So I don't. I also, um, you know, for me, I really find it important personally to like 
if I'm rehearsing for a, you know, a gig, a project yeah. that I get into the position that I'm going to be in, which I'm, I'm a stander. Like I, I stand at all my gigs for whatever, yeah. because of the gig types that I do. Sure. Like it's always standing. Yeah, me too. And I feel like the placement of where my bass is, getting used to like using my pedals while I want to have that ability to, to jump off my seat and still be right there and not have to say, okay, I'm going to rehearse standing up, but I have to like go to another part of my room or yeah. studio, yeah. like r- that whole reset up. So I like having where I can, you know, in, in a way where I'm, I'm at my practice space, I'm in my seat. Yeah. Then I'm like, okay, good. Let me go knock this out. Like as if it's, you know, lights on, real deal. Mm-hmm. And then just stand up and have my space. Like, yeah, and just let that chair roll out and then you can just like be totally more like a real performance. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, and being able to move things around like that, I think, you know, kind of points to another uh, another element, which is clutter. Right. Um, and, and I'm probably not a great person to talk about this because I, you know, I... I am not always great at keeping things clutter free. Like I think I tend to have more things around so I can have them within easy reach. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like if I were to really be honest about all those things, like some of them are things that I just don't need and I just haven't found a place for. Right. And not, and just so that, you know, the audience doesn't get worried. Like this is not like hoarder level. Like you're in my house. Yeah. (laughs) It's not a hoarder syndrome or anything like that. No. It's just a typical like, creative messy person's place or something like that like i'm not and and you have you know you have technology stuff which is just like yeah that that accumulates that that is yeah but it's like a lot of it is useful yeah and it's at different times not always the time not always now someday (laughs) (laughs) someday it'll be useful but But yeah yeah uh that's funny because the picture in somebody's head right now might be like, you know, we've seen the show where like there's still one more path to get to the practice space. Yeah. You know, that one path from like the door oh, and then between all the way all down the between all the things. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been yeah. in places like that. Yeah. yeah. That's, and it's frightening, but I, you know, just so people don't get the wrong impression. It is not but, like that, but, but I think for any, like a lot of our, yeah. I mean, I've seen, a, you know, so many different variations, especially with musicians who are typically like, you know, I mean, we're artistic and we have passions about mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. and I've seen everything from like, the you know super like clutter just because there's just so much you know going on yeah, in their head yeah. to like even for me i think in general um you know i i don't have a lot of like i like to limit the things in my you're, life you're but much even, closer to like the zen garden side but even but even spectrum. if you get into like if i don't know there's a guest coming and if you get to like my base area like yeah it gets you know there's things there are things there there's cables there's wires there's like yeah. you know it's and that's just because we're spending time there we're trying yeah. to like yeah and there are know. things that you have to hook up and things you have to do right yeah but at the same time i think the ideal maybe is to have you know you don't want things cluttering to the point that they are distracting you like you want to keep right. things distraction free like you probably don't want to practice in a space where like my thing is I don't like practicing in a space where I am reminded of mm-hmm. other things that I need to get done. Right. Because that mm-hmm. kind of takes right. me out of my head. And you know, it's yeah. 
is that avoiding? I don't know. But if I'm there to practice, I really have to put some time into that and put my mind in that. Yeah. I don't want to be thinking about work as much. And so, you know, that's another thing about the studio is that, you know, when I'm in there, I'm thinking about work. Right. So it's not an ideal place to practice because I'm thinking about other, you know, I'm, I'm reminded of things that are surrounding me during work. Right. That I don't really want to be concentrating on. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, another, you know, maybe another thing is um, how to set up that space to make you feel happy and, and relaxed and right. productive. And, you know, what are the sorts of things that you would put in that space to make you feel happy? Right. Like here in this yeah. space, like the, the, you know, the, the, in our, our practical base recording space. Like I feel like when I look around here, I see lots of things. I don't see anything work related, lots of things that make me happy. There's yep. bookcases full of books. Yep. There are, you know, various pieces of musical gear around. Um, you know, there's, uh, I don't know what else that, 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 that's really most of what's in this room. There's like an entertainment center. It's like that this place is more like the place where I always come to relax yeah. And so I feel relaxed when I'm here because this right. place conjures those visions for me. Right. Like what, what the kind of, do you have any special things that are in your space that you're like, you find yourself attracted to, or that you might look at or get you know, yeah. interested in? Yeah. I, um, I've been in this thing of like collecting, um, black and white photos oh. from like the 1930s, forties and fifties. Yeah of like random, like just random people. Yeah. Portraits. And then I like, they're usually pretty interesting. Yeah. Right. And they're only like 50 cents a piece, like at any thrift, like kind of hip thrift store, they'll yeah. have like a box yeah. of them. And I just put them around. And you just find somebody who catches I'm your just eye. Like, yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, this is like my, my fake family that's here everywhere <laughs> with like weird, you know, and I have like my, that, 70s show couch like the tweed yeah. couch like yeah. my little getaway if i need to get away from yeah. practice for a minute yeah or if i get so tired from practicing but i'll play my bass like on my couch yeah poorly yeah like those are things for me and like i look at like lighting and stuff yeah. so it is it's you about know? The comfort and joy some people like like um i know like my wife if she had a bass studio she'd have yeah. plants there like she likes yeah plants like that's you know whatever that is that makes you, that puts you into that happy place. Right. Right. Yeah. And so I think the key is like, you know, whether it's, you know, a, a piece of furniture or a decoration or a rug or whatever it is that like, it makes you feel happy or inspires you, mm -hmm. you know, bring a piece of that in there. Like, you know, bring something that's going to give you that, put you in that joyous place. That's something you're going to associate with, you know, being happy and, and, and creative. Yeah, um, because practice yeah. is somewhat like meditative. It's an environment. Yeah, you want to put yourself in an environment where you can get in that zone. Yeah. Right? And like, you know, environmentally, there's the easy stuff like, you know, obviously you want it to be kind of controlled temperature, humidity. Right. Like you don't want it to be way out of whack. And right. for that reason, most places in a house work fine. I personally think like places that don't work as well for ideal practice spaces are like, you know, a barn or an outbuilding that's not really controlled, like not controlled right. in any way. Yeah. Like you can get studio sheds and things like that. Those may work great. Um, if they have that kind of, you know, a, a bit of climate control to them. 
Yeah, I have I have to use like I mean because mine is in a basement, but in like the thick of winter, it gets yeah. a little bit like it's an older house, a hundred years old, right? Yeah. So it just it just gets a little chilly. So I even yeah. have to have like kind of that heater situation. I don't right. leave it on all the time, but just to like take the edge off. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, it is important. Like, yeah. The yeah, temperature. Just, yeah. You want it to be a place that you want to be comfortable in for a couple hours and not, you know, be where you don't want your fingers to freeze when right. you're playing. One of the obvious things that you want to have in your practice space is you want your gear to be set up, right? You want a base that you love. Yeah. You want an yeah. amp that you can deal with or some sort of system, right? If you can listen through headphones for bass, if that's your thing, that's fine. Yeah. I find like having an amp and having it moving air is does something that I don't really feel I don't feel comfortable just practicing in headphones. I will do it and yeah. I and I can do it. That's not a problem, but yep. it's not ideal. Like I like to feel a little bit of air moving without right. you know, it doesn't have to be super loud, just that feeling of it being in your environment, I really love. Yeah, it makes a difference, and it's it's motivating. Yeah. It's like the difference of playing, yeah, like a bad instrument and a good instrument. Yeah, like when it's you know when the sound is there, when it's actually you, you know when you're feeling yeah. it. Yeah, you feel good about it. And, mm-hmm. and and I you know for my for my thing, I mean, I know you've seen this before. Like I have this you know, this little strap that sits on one of my amps. It's kind of like this Velcro strap where I can leave a bass standing right next to the amp and so at any second like if i get the yen i can come down here grab my bass like i don't have to go find it in its case and open it up and get it out and put a strap on it and blah 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 yeah it's here it's ready to go all i have to do is you know if it's active i have to plug it in and i even got in the habit of only using a passive bass to practice so that it would always be plugged in but right i found that you know, the bases that I was playing more and more were actives. Like they just yeah. happened to be active bases, but having a cable there that you can just, you know, again, it, you have a power is set up. It's reliable. You've got a guitar stand or some way that your base is like readily available. And yeah, you, know, you mentioned it's, a pedal it's, board. Yeah. And it, and it's the accessibility. Yes. It's like the difference of, um, you know, you've you've been to like a friend's house who they've played the guitar or they say they play the guitar and then you're like, oh, cool. What do you play? And they're like, oh, I'll bring you to it. And they take you to like to some like dark room and then like it's in a case and they have to like take it off of a shelf and open up the case. And, and they're like, like, I know I have an amp around here. Like how long has it been since you actually it was like, played this? Well, like in 87, I was really active, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And, and not that I'm knocking those, like, it's not about that. But if, if you're an active musician and active bassist, yeah. like that, it should be around because yeah. like, let's face it is like great as practice can be. It's also one of those things that's kind of tough to jump into sometimes. Yeah. We're just yeah. not in the right headspace. Yeah. So we need to take away like all of the distractions to ha- and, and, and make it totally accessible. Yeah. You know, it needs to be something that you can in a way you the, the more like the more obstacles you put between yourself and being able to quickly sit down and start practicing whether you're like whether you're in that mood or not yeah because i find like if i start practicing i will be in the mood after i practice for a little right while. like oh yeah oh yeah th- that's why i do this i love it yeah 
right? Even if you're not feeling it, you may be feeling it after you, you know, after you sit down and do it. And the more obstacles you have in the way, the less likely you are to break that first little barrier. So just, you know, make it easy to sit down and practice. Yeah. Yeah. And I even have like, you know, my, like I keep the pedal board like right there in my practice space because I've been using a pedal board, right? Yeah. Because it's like part of my rig right now. Yeah. So I want it there so I can, it's also accessible. So I'm getting used to like what's on there and I'm actually like practicing that piece of it. And in a way where like, you know, where I keep it is also like somewhat mobile. So like if I'm just playing bass, right, because sometimes you don't want the effects, especially if you're just doing some like real practicing, you don't want the compressor there. You just want like straight bass through amp flat. But then when I want to bring in, you know, any textural stuff that it's just right there. You've got it ready to to go. Where I'm sitting and I can use it. And also... If I want to stand, it's also right there and I can stand and use. Right, exactly. So I think one of the other things that people generally want is, you know, especially nowadays, you know, a way to play music. Like you're learning something by ear or, you know, maybe you're just playing along for fun. Maybe part of your practice routine is, Mm -hmm. hey, I'm going to do these scales. I'm going to do these etudes. I'm going to do these finger studies or whatever. And then, and then I've got 10 minutes where I can do kind of like just free form, you know, whatever I'm going to play something just for me um so you know having a way to play that music is good i have found like lately um i've gotten away from the idea of having a computer nearby and i don't think this is a good or a bad thing like i i for me i think it's because i spend the day looking at a computer right more often than not i don't want to see that all the time and so the the big the the big gift i think that that i realized i'd given to myself is um is the amp here in the the entertainment system it turns out has bluetooth on it so i can bring up oh wow some audio on my phone i can bring up like you know whether it's a a youtube video or you know my my music or whatever and just play it via Bluetooth yep. through those speakers. Right now, I don't have to be anywhere near a computer for that to happen. I don't have to wire anything up. I just, you know, hit the remote control on the amp, and I can start playing music through it. That's super cool. And you know, and yeah. they make little. Obviously, you know, you can get little Bluetooth speakers of all sorts. There's like the little Bose yeah. things or whatever iHome or it doesn't. You know, it doesn't matter. But right. maybe that's a way that that people might consider, oh, hey, this is a way I could do this and I don't have to have the computer. And it might not just be because the computer is work, because it's not work for everybody, but the computers also have, you know, has other stuff on it, like, oh, the temptation to go, oh, what's happening on Facebook? It's a or, distraction. Yeah, yeah. It is totally, um, yeah. yeah, because even, and I know that we had this conversation the other day, but the work from home thing, like for me, if I'm working from home, I just can't be near my computer. Yeah. Total distraction. Yeah. yeah. I have I have control. Yeah. Not that much control though. Yeah. It's and so it, and easy it's the to same get, thing yeah. if I'm playing. I'm like, oh yeah, let me like pull this up. And I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, check out that. Oh, look at this. And the next thing you know, you're like deep into the weeds and like some, thirty what happened to my last thirty minutes? How did yeah, I get here? Yeah, why am I 
What what happened? I've I've watched a lot of bassists. They're yeah. amazing. Yeah. I haven't gotten any better. Yeah, I haven't played <laughs> one note. Like I'm, zero. I'm amazed, but I haven't done anything. Those the, the the people that I was just watching, like they put in a lot of hours of practice. Yeah. And probably not watching themselves or anyone else. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe they were watching themselves in the mirror as they got there. Yeah. But yeah, they weren't watching other people probably. Yeah, which is cool because like and I always think of, you know, some of the bass lessons that I took years ago um with um this uh this is a Swedish guy and he his whole family's from like Sweden. They were like very streamlined in the way they did and, and the rehearsal was basically a chair and a music stand. Yeah. And a metronome. Yep. There you go. It's worked for awesome hundreds of years. Awesome. So another point to make would be how are you um taking notes or you know writing right. down your progress how are you um like what other tools might you need i mean one way the obvious way simply a notebook and a pencil or a pen right right just something that you can take quick notes on maybe it's yeah. a it might be a maybe a song snippet occurs to you or maybe you're thinking like you may have a checklist that you want to go through like i'm going to learn this 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 and this today i'm just gonna make a quick list cross them off as i get them done right or it might be, hey, I have an idea for something I'd like to learn. I don't want to do it now, but I'm going to write it down so I don't forget it. Yeah. You know, any of yeah. those things. And, are, and, and it's yeah. good. I mean, there's nothing worse than like being in, it's just to avoid the distractions, but to be in a situation where you're like, oh yeah, I don't want to jot this down. Yeah. And they don't have anything. And now you have to disconnect and you've got to go out. Oh, I got to go up to the kitchen get, to get yeah. this or whatever. And, right. And then you're like, oh, I should make like a fried egg. <laughs> I don't as, know. as you often do, like I wander away from my <laughs> I, base, and suddenly the my egg year, my a yen for eggs fried, hit me. fried, fried, only fried with American cheese. <laughs> oh, yummy! Where's that the actually, bagel? That actually does. Sound I know. Fried. Yeah, it's, I'm I'm getting you inside of my yeah. my headspace. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So, but yeah. we're in techno. We're in a technology era too. So, like you know, the iPad is yeah. good to make sure you've got like a proper stand for that. If yep. that's like what your notation is, yeah. or If that's where your music is, that you're, you know, I mean, right. If, I mean, if, you if, might actually be practicing along to. I mean, there may be a video lesson that you're watching where you're actually like learning along with the lesson, mm -hmm. trying things out, trying the study out or the etude or whatever it is that you know is being demonstrated. So yeah. you know, there is some use in watching, you know, and watching stuff. I don't think, you know, we're not trying to make the point that you can't learn anything that way, but, uh, you know, having, if you got a stand in your practice space, yeah. it's going to help you. Like you don't want to be kind of juggling that with your base. Like, yeah. you know, you want to have it sitting near you so you can have an effective practice time. Right. While you're following along with that. That's right. Right. And then I think, you know, one of the last things we talked about um, when mm -hmm. we, were, we were conversing about this earlier was, um, you know, maybe you want to record yourself, right? I yeah. think that this is something that's really useful in practicing. Um, recording yourself makes you kind of listen to what you thought was really good and maybe it wasn't as good as you thought. Like in the moment, it can sound great. And then when you hear yourself back, you're like, oh, that sounds really sloppy. Like I need to fix whatever right. I'm doing there because it's not coming out the way I want. Right. Um, the recordings don't lie. You know, you can lie to yourself in the moment, but you can't. That's right. Yeah. The recording you can't lie about. Yeah. So, and, and there's, yeah. 
there's many, you know, there's so many different ways of doing that, whether it's like an external microphone that you have or something that you're rerouting where your sound is going. So it's going directly to your computer. Yeah. Maybe you plug into the iPad that you've got right like on your stand. Like you may have a unit that you could plug in that yep. might be worthwhile. For they have like those like iRig things yep. that I've yep. used that are pretty easy and they're, yes. and they're cheap that you can do, you know, and one of the, um, we were talking about like, you know, the amp placement and where that is. Like yeah. for me, I, I mean, it's like, it's kind of silly cause it's like the whole rig now that I have stacked. Oh, because I do have a new rig. Yes. Um, it's but, glorious. But too. my new rig is like, you know, and it's huge and it's just pointed right at me, like right at yes. my face. Yeah. So I can keep it kind of quiet and I still feel like it's big. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like it's not letting loose. And, but like I equally have a place where I'm going directly into an interface if I want to change that. Right. Because sometimes my practice time is like at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Yeah. And like my family's just not into it. Right. And, right. and I can record. We've easily. had enough. Yeah. And I can have everything kind of plugged in and tuned in all the way. You know, everything can be thrown into my headset. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's good, not just for the, the volume, but also, you know, again, if you want to record yourself, it's a, right. it's going to do a lot better job of giving you like the the highest fidelity for your sound. You're going to be right. able to hear yourself really well. Um, you know, and maybe those are things if you have a a teacher or if you have a you know somebody online that you're taking lessons from, or maybe you want to share that for a review by um, the community or by people that you work with. Yeah. You know, you can do that really easily, right? Hitting record on a little, you know, on a utility on your computer or on yep. your iPad, and then being able to ship that anywhere is really powerful. So you can't, you know. You can you can just use it for individual individual benefit, but you also can kind of extend that to you know your overall learning plan. If you're studying with another yeah. better player, like a, somebody who has more mastery, you can kind of bring them the recording and say, "Here's something I'm having a problem with. Listen to this. Here are right. the things that are bothering yeah. me. Can you help me kind of overcome that problem?" Yeah, right? I've even shared like with with like folks that are beginning or like yeah. at a earlier learning curve i've literally gone home and like like told them like just give give me till tonight and i'll do some of my practice stuff yeah. and just record it yeah and give it to them and share it that way like yeah a way to like share what you're doing with other people yep. you know for just to like kind of pass all that along but i think the big piece is like just make sure that wherever that place is that you like we want to practice. Yeah. That makes us a better musician, that improves our value, that it, it is a clear difference. And we all know musicians that practice and musicians that don't practice, especially over time, right? Like those that practice, you can just tell they get better, yes. they get cleaner, they get just quicker at, you know, their at the versatility of what they're doing. Yes. So make that place like nice and comfortable, approachable, easy. Yep. Like just totally a place where like yeah. you can at any point just dip out and there it is. Yeah. That's really the key. I mean, it, it really comes down to that. Make it a place that you want to be, make it a place that you can get to easily and yep. get right into practicing and that you have the tools that you need in order to be effective. There. Yeah. And it's a win-win. You're a happier bass player and you're a better bass player. And that's what we're all about. Right? Super practical. Taking it to the next level. That's right. That's right. I think we did. I think we did that well. 
Um, okay, well, so I think that's a great place to to end today's episode. And uh, you know, as as usual, um, Dave and I we, we love um, you know kind of speaking our minds about what we think about um, being better bass players. We are also really really interested in your feedback. This is not just a you know a, a dialogue between us. We want to have that dialogue with you. Um, please do send us feedback. We would love to hear from you on Facebook or in our, in our Facebook group for Practical Bass. You can also send us an email. Very easy to reach me and Dave. Just email podcast at practicalbass.com. You can visit the website practicalbass.com and send us feedback there. We also have an archive of all of our past episodes. We have a whole previous season from 2017. We'd love to, you know, if you guys uh, want to download it and, and listen and, and even if you want to talk to us about a back episode, we're always happy to receive feedback. Um, we also hope that you will subscribe uh, to this podcast. It's very easy to do, whether you have Apple Podcasts on your iPhone or, or your iPad or iTunes on a Mac or Google Play Music on any computing device or Stitcher Radio on just about any device or any number of other podcasting apps. Just look up Practical Bass and hit the subscribe link and you'll get a fresh episode delivered to you every week uh, for free, absolutely free. And we also hope you'll share this with your musician friends, not just bass players, but other musicians who might like to hear about some of the tips that we pass on that are really kind of general for, for all musical people, um, and people who are trying to take their musical life to the next level. So until next time, I'm Paul Frields. And I'm Dave Guzman. This has been Practical Bass. Thanks for listening. If we really need a live audience show to be as good as it could be <laughs> like do you think maggie would come and sit here with a leo and they just like, oh my god you guys so much i don't know how much eye roll can we handle yeah right just we keep looking at each other it'll all be over yeah soon. like don't look don't look don't look, don't look. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure